Welcome to Mentally Strong Mums. My podcast connects with other mums just like you. Be honest when we all struggle and inspire you to feel mentally strong. Be the best version of yourself by loving your authentic self. Then teach this understanding to your kids. Knowledge is power. I want you to be powerful. As a social worker in private practice with a foundation of a psychology degree, I use a holistic approach so you can support your unique situation. So please join me, Alina, at Supportive Therapy and our community of beautiful everyday mums. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm very grateful that you've decided to visit me on Mentally Strong Mum podcast. My name's Alina Bishop, and this episode we will be talking today about self-sabotage, understanding what self-sabotage is, um, the different types of it, as well as some realistic strategies that you can implement every single day to kind of help you understand what's going on. And then when you implement these strategies, you will be more productive within yourself. Um, gives you a better sense of pride and increases your worth and self-esteem. Yeah, so let's jump in. So self-sabotage is a sweet romance, like a relationship you know that is bad for you, but you just can't seem to shake and you don't know why. It can be little things like always seem to be running late. You're, you're the ultimate procrastinator. You're being best mates with the fridge ladies and eating your feelings away. You've got, a, you've got a fear of committing to that long-term safe relationship. You have every excuse under the sun why you can't attend your friend's dinner party. And here's a really common one. You've paid for that gym membership, but there's always a reason why you can't go. I'm just too busy. Some people also get a little thrill from the adrenaline and the anxiety of being put under the pump. You know when you're a kid and you feel really naughty, you know? It's like completing that work assignment only hours before it's due. But why do I do that? Why can't I just get it together? So these are just some small examples of self-sabotage. When you consciously or unconsciously make decisions that ruin your attempts at your own success and happiness. It essentially destroys the ability to complete tasks of the best of your capability and it can even damage your personal or professional goals, okay? So for some of these smaller examples like procrastination, you may sound, you may think that this sounds innocent enough. And even if you are not doing some of these tactics, I'm sure this reminds you of someone that drives you crazy. And yes, sometimes we think of them as lazy or not motivated, okay? Don't judge. But to be honest, it's really common. There are just some different extremes. So realizing when it becomes destructive and problematic is the key. And this is the reason why you're listening today. More importantly, why? What is your underlying motivation? So this is this beautiful process of, uh, beautiful process of learning and understanding yourself better to be the best version of yourself. So some more common examples that are overlooked as self-sabotage can be like an innocent sleep-in, you just keep on pressing the snooze button, or those extra couple of drinks in the afternoon. You just can't stop at one or two or three. And then you realize you were tipsy, so now you're avoiding family time with your kids. You know that that one more drink will tip you over, but for some reason the urge to have it is stronger than the urge to say no and to stop. So it's very interesting how um, different forms of self-sabotage can kind of show up in our lives, right? It can, be, it can become established patterns of procrastination. So if understanding procrastination, there are four main types. 
think about if you procrastinate which one are you or which one you kind of resonate with most so do you procrastinate because you're anxious and overwhelmed by the task are you a fun procrastinator where you would literally prefer to be doing anything other than that so you you just completely avoid it at all Number three is the perfectionist who just can't complete the task because it's not perfect. So then I just won't do it, right? That's also a fear of being judged. Um, Your mantra shall be um, perfect is better than done, okay? Because you get an OCD about the whole thing and then you just shut down. The final one is plenty of time, procrastinator. I have heaps of time. Why worry? I don't need to do it now. Right? So other forms of self-sabotage are substance abuse, avoiding social connections, when you're notoriously late. You know that friend that's always late? There's actually, it might not be a form of sabotage that could also underlie into ADHD kind of stuff, but it's for another day, right? Um, Another self-sabotage is intimacy issues. Um, That's kind of protecting yourself though. And then a fear of commitment, okay? So there can be different um, degrees and variations of why we sabotage. Typically though, these examples of self-sabotage have trauma undertones with underlying wounds and your emotional wounds can be examples like I'm not good enough, I'm a burden or I'm an inconvenience, I don't deserve happiness, um, also a fear of rejection. So to understand what's going on, We need to understand where the trauma lays and where your wounds are here. Like, why are they still here? Why are they popping up? Why are they... So these can also then be um, core beliefs within us now. So they're really hard to break because we feel this is part of our our identity. So if it is part of your identity, which means it's your unconscious, which is essentially a covert spy secretly destroying or undermine your own goals and your own values and you know what's wrong you don't want to do it and somewhere you know that you deserve better but in that moment you feel powerless so then when you sabotage yourself again you will talk trash about yourself because you can't get it together then you're so disappointed within yourself it can be quite frustrated and then you can shut down and then you can be quite numb so then this can be a cycle of um from self-sabotage can go into self-loathing and then how we think about ourselves so even we think things that little such as self-sabotage and procrastination the long-term effects on what that does to us and our mental health is actually huge it's massive right and so if this habit goes on for a while people who self-sabotage this can be yourself or someone else can sometimes act passively aggressive right they can get quite defensive They can deflect or project all of their stuff. Otherwise, they will just withdraw. So the undertones of this, they feel bad and insecure. They can then project onto you or you can project onto others when someone um, talks about accountability. Um, Yeah, so you can kind of see it as a criticism or they see it as a criticism. And then when there's a criticism, you then get defensive. And then when you get defensive, you get dysregulated. So then this is called the cycle of stuck because it's literally stuck. Criticism, defensive, dysregulated when you get in your flight and fight. If this is really common to you, then think of it this way. Self-sabotage can be like a little monster because it's typically motivated by a lack of self-esteem 
or those trauma wounds that I previously mentioned, okay? So that little monster on your shoulder that's whispering, you are not good enough, what's the point? I don't care anyways, they don't even like me, all of that stuff, no. And then when you do lose motivation not to achieve those goals, unconsciously, it reinforces that negative self-talk and then increases the feelings of worthlessness and beliefs that you don't deserve happiness or success. Also, self-sabotage can also be a learnt coping mechanism from the past to survive. So I'm here to let you know that that little monster on your shoulder talking in your ear does not have to be there. If the nasty little voice is speaking up more often and more frequently than what it used to, we have to figure out a way how to make you stronger again and the little monster weaker. So this is this beautiful process of knowledge is power and I want you to be powerful, okay? So firstly, understand if you are consciously choosing these decisions or if they have now become an unconscious habit. If it's an unconscious, hang on, if it's conscious, then fabulous. This is an easy path to follow. Otherwise, if it's unconscious, it may need a lot more work since you haven't realized you're purposefully attacking yourself until now. And when I'm talking about the unconscious, I'm talking about that unconscious trauma wounds or the survival mechanism. So if this all sounds too familiar and you're realizing that you're sabotaging your success and sabotaging your future happiness, ask yourself honestly, do I feel I deserve success and happiness? If the answer is no, then these are trauma wounds because the answer should always be yes. I do deserve success. I do deserve happiness. I have done nothing wrong. Humans are built for pleasure. So why do I keep sabotaging my happiness? Why do I keep sabotaging my pleasure, okay? Next step is to recognize your patterns. When you can understand your patterns, you're more likely to have success at making positive change. This can make you feel like you are taking back control when you feel out of control and powerless. So when humans need control, because if we don't have control um, or autonomous decisions in our life, then we feel like, like we are powerless. And when we feel we are powerless, it creates internal turmoil. So then we need to feel like we get it back somehow. So we need to get it back in a positive way as opposed to a destructive way. So yeah, this is this process as well of getting back control in healthier ways, making positive decisions and feeling like I have control over my life and control over the things that I can and cannot do. So for example, procrastination, if we want to start with there, how often does it happen? Remember the four types of procrastination? Understand which type are you? And then understand how often does it happen? What context does it happen? Um, or what does it occur? So does it occur more at work or with friendships or romantic relationships or your personal goals? And then when you can kind of understand these patterns, what happens before the avoidance that makes you sabotage yourself? So what's going on with you internally? So do you get a, when, when you know the task or something's about to happen and you're about to avoid, do you get a sick tummy? Do you get sweaty hands? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you want to get something from the fridge? Am I hungry? Now am I getting hangry? 
And what words are you saying to yourself within your own mind? Are these your core beliefs or are these just you ridiculing yourself? So, um, or are you secretly pumping yourself up but you just can't be bothered and you don't want to do it? This is essentially the process of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is understanding where in your body you are feeling sensations and when you could recognize that, you can understand what they mean. And when you understand what they mean, you can understand what you need to feel safe and secure again to be able to neutralize these really negative sensations. So it's like, if I, um, um, if I always got really anxious tummy and really nervous, understanding why that anxious tummy was there, and it's actually because of X, Y, and Z, and it makes me feel this way, so then I need to make myself feel safe. Um, and acknowledging what's going on. So with these patterns, how do you feel? So if you can understand your cycle and these patterns of when you sabotage, you think you're all good and you think you're on a good path again, <clears throat> how do you feel when you know you've done it again? Oops, I did it again. What do you say to yourself? Or how do you speak to yourself? Next, think about your emotions that are connected with the avoidant behavior. So are they anxiety? Are they anger? Are they worthlessness? Is it fear? These emotions are very powerful and can be clouding your rational thought. So they can be making you very confused and overwhelmed. So you need to get rational again. This is essentially dysregulating your nervous system and putting you into flight and fight mode. So I need to help you get regulated again. You need to be able to think clearly, get regulated, tell yourself everything's going to be okay, I can do this, everything's fine. So when you start to think this way, challenge your thoughts. Don't believe everything you think. You are in control of your thoughts. So if they are mean negative thoughts, pretend you're talking to your bestie and speak to her, actually yourself, with compassion and understanding. Sometimes it can be a learned behavior to have negative self-talk that you have learned either in childhood or in a toxic relationship. It's essentially being brainwashed by our past, but the thing about this is we can brainwash ourselves into the future of who we want to evolve into. You are worth it and you're important. So how do I get myself to believe that? Another little trick is called the Goldilocks principle. It's a good motivator that trains yourself in success. Goldilocks, not too soft, not too hard, just right. So if the Goldilocks principle is choosing tasks that are just right or making tasks, things that you need to achieve, just right. Because if they're too easy, I get bored, I can't be bothered anymore. But if they're too hard, I get extremely overwhelmed, I shut down, I can't be bothered, and then there's a fear of failure, right? So if I can make all of my tasks within the Goldilocks principle, just right, then I've got a greater success at actually achieving them. And then when I do, I can celebrate myself. Um, other people can call this um, finding your flow. Um, yeah, but it's essentially the Goldilocks principle. There's also another um, tactic, which is called habit stacking. It's another technique that some people find really effective into achieving their goals and to minimize your um, self-sabotage 
Habit stacking is essentially understanding what habits you normally have. So if you have breakfast in the morning, but you've always wanted to try yoga, so you've already got one habit and stack another habit either before or afterwards. And then try and do that for 21 days. And then after that, that will be an established habit. So then every single morning you will wake up, you will have yoga, do yoga, and then have breakfast, right? And then after 21 days, if you wanted to have a new habit in your life, like I want to start um, journaling or meditating, then I have to find another established habit to either add that before or after. So what does that look like? So that's habit stacking. Another really good technique is writing things down on a list of paper, the things that you need to do. Break them down into achievable chunks so that when you complete them, cross them off significantly with pride. You know, just ticks or whatever that is. And so when you cross them off, I've done this. Tell yourself, I've achieved it, I've finished it, on to the next. Also, when you're really overwhelmed by the, atar- by the task or by the events that you're avoiding, sit there in the moment, close your eyes, and think into the future when that task is actually completed. When the task is completed, like if you hate going to the gym, but you've bought the gym membership and you really want to go, you're procrastinating. I don't want to go to the gym. This is absolutely awful. You go to the fridge, whatever that looks like, right? Think about after you go to the gym, how does that make you feel? Do you feel pride about yourself because you're doing something positive to yourself? Do you feel healthier and stronger? So then if you can make that feeling of happiness or relief or pride stronger than the feeling of overwhelm of not going and the sabotage let that feeling of pleasure override the feeling of avoidance so this also flows into regulating your nervous system so if you do feel really quite overwhelmed when you're about to do a task to be able to start regulating you exhale for seven seconds (sighs) Then say something positive to yourself to get you in the moment. I am safe. Everything is good. I really need to do this. I will be proud of you when you can do it. You can also then rub your arms or rub your legs when you say that because it gets you back into your body as opposed to spiraling or internalizing in your head. Finally, the best tip of all, don't give up on yourself. You are really, really important. You can do this. We just have to understand what's going on that's preventing you or tricking you into believing that I don't deserve it. So when you can understand this cycle, your cycle of sabotage and your cycle of procrastination or your cycle of stuck, one, know that it's common. So give yourself some compassion. Two, believe that you deserve better. Okay. Three, practice being kind to yourself. Be patient when you feel overwhelmed. Be patient when you feel anxious, upset or frustrated. These are normal human emotions and you're allowed to feel them. We don't need toxic positivity and be happy all the time. We're allowed to feel everything we want to feel. So acknowledge it, understand why you're feeling it, give yourself some compassion and then move forward. Learn to support yourself with positive self-talk. You're not a bad person. You're trying your best and you're stronger than you give yourself credit for. You are important and you deserve better and to evolve into the person you wanna be. So remember that monster, 
Kick him to the curb, honey. He does not, he, she, they do not deserve to be here anymore. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you for your support. I know your time is valuable, so I really appreciate you spending the time with me. I hope you found the information useful. Can you please leave a review and subscribe? By you leaving a review, it's a value exchange because I value your support and I hope that you value my information. Also, please feel free to contact me about any topics that you want to hear in the future. This podcast is for my mums, so I want to tailor it to information that's really important to you. Thank you so much again for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. Say hi to your kids for me.